Welcome to Push It Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, I am in Asheville. You were in L.A. We got a lot of NBA basketball and storylines to talk about. But first and foremost, how are you on this Friday afternoon? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Look like you are either in a hotel room or a really nice locker room. <laughs> well, unfortunately, BJ, I'm not in the locker room. That would be much better. Uh, but I am in a, a very nice hotel room in Asheville, North Carolina. Me and Midas are here uh, for the inaugural Asheville Championship. This is college basketball stuff, stuff that you you keep your head you know in the clouds about. But uh, you know we're we're happy to be here. We got Roy Williams here. We got Dave Odom here. You know, two North Carolina coaching legends that I have always yes. looked up to. So uh, it's been a great basketball time. You know what I mean? A lot of people talking basketball. So. That's always fun. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. I watched a half of the uh, Kentucky Ooh, versus Duke game. Duke game. And that one kid from Seattle. Paolo Bancaro. Okay. And the kid from Gonzaga. Chet Holmgren. Those are the number one and two pick. I'm just, I just watched for a half. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to the basketball, <laughs> college basketball experts. But it took me about a half to see who's the number one and number two pick. And, now, and, then, and then from there, you can just check out for the rest of the year. Because there you go. Now, you know who I want to say this now, and then we can, we can revisit this. I don't see four, well, three other teams, because we talk about the final four. I don't see three other teams that's better than the team of Duke. Mm. And I only watched a half. But I have a hard time believing Tate, that there are three other teams that's better than that team I just saw from Duke. And I know that's hard to say for you to <laughs> admit it. But no, I, I like I like Duke the Keels. Looks pretty good. I, like, I like Trevor Keels even more uh than than I mean obviously Paolo is like you said a top two pick, no doubt about it. He's got the whole tool tool set but uh i like the kills kid I, I thought he was um i don't give many duke kids compliments but i do give kids compliments that show a lot of heart and also show a lot of understanding of the game right that, that kid's playing above the freshman level in his first game on a big stage in madison square garden so you got to have appreciation for that but you're right bj i don't i, don't, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the final four and they have a chance to win the title they have the talent to do that and uh you know it's coach k's last year so of course of course that's how it's set up yeah that's pretty good but you know, it didn't take hard. It, it, it wasn't hard to see who's the number one and number two pick. Take your mm. choice. Mm. Th those are the top two players. Now, moving right along here. <laughs> well, let's get let's get to the NBA because we got some, uh, you know, always some good storylines going on. Last night, Thursday night, we had the Heat and the Clippers going, you know, battling head to head. We had the Raptors and the Sixers going back and forth. That was a fun game. Midas and I were checking in on that one here in Nashville. And obviously, Pacers and the Jazz, those were the three games. But, BJ, I want to talk to you a little bit um, just about, you know, the 76ers trying to get through. And so, you know, obviously they were eight and two. They lost three in a row. They're dealing with a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. How can they sustain this, um, you know, with the Sixers? And how hard is it to sustain when you have so many guys? And, and I'm going to take that same question and go to the Lakers and talk about that. But having to deal with lineup changes and in and out, guys going in and out, I mean, that that's exhausting. And it feels like, you know, the Sixers are finally feeling that. And the Lakers, we've seen that from the start of the season. Well, the NBA has really taken on a new feel because injuries are part of the game and yep. they've always been a part of the game but even to me it seems even more so now and I find myself saying this more and more the best ability now is availability mm. and the availability 
of not only the star players, but key contributing players is of the essence if you're going to have a successful regular season, even before we get to the postseason. And those are two teams we're talking about, Philadelphia, Mm. and you're talking about the Lakers. And, you know, a lot is going to be on the back of Joel Embiid, and his health has been a concern since his career began. And if he's healthy, things seem to be flowing okay there in Philadelphia. And when he's out, this is what we get. Mm. And on top of that, I don't know if we're going to touch it today, Tate, the Ben Simmons drama continues. Mm. So somehow, some way, the teams that are able to continue to get their players on the floor for the majority of their games appear to have an advantage in today's game. And I don't know if it's due to the style of play. I don't know if it's due to the training methods. But Tate, we continuously talk about players missing games due to various injuries and various reasons, you know. And one of the big reasons today happens to be load management. Yeah. So if you can find a way to get your guys out there on the floor and play and develop some type of chemistry, some type of flow, some type of rhythm, it seems to really pay dividends, which isn't a new idea. But it's an idea now that suddenly is in the forefront because how do you get these guys to play in a way where they can contribute, but more importantly, they can figure out how to play together. And continuity, I mean, that that is kind of the buzzword that it all goes back to. But I think you've made this point before on the show, and I, I think I just want to reiterate it. When we talk about rest, right? I mean, a lot of these guys, it's we play 82 games, we go into the offseason, we got to do all of our videos showing how much we're working and grinding in the offseason. And, and rest in R&R is obviously a huge part of the NBA calendar. And you said this to me, which I thought was a great point. You were like, I didn't miss games because I needed to, to get that rest and recovery, right? I mean, I would miss the workout. I would miss you know the shoot around or whatever it was but I would be ready for the game but now there's so many things in between the game and you know what I mean it just it leads to the load management and all this sort of stuff so hopefully uh, we can get guys out of protocols hopefully we and obviously that has a whole nother layer too with health and safety protocols and guys getting yeah I think that's a is that Vucevic I think he's yep currently now in the you know the in the protocol you know with the Bulls so you know, it's so much going on, Tate, but I guess, you know, that's why we're here. We're, we're talking about it. Keeps us on our toes. Yeah. And we just want to see good basketball. That's exactly. Exactly. And good basketball is not far away from Philadelphia when everybody's healthy. And you mentioned Ben Simmons, so we might as well talk about it. The, the more reports are, are coming out that, um, you know, from his camp, they are saying Rich Paul, his agent, obviously said that they, they do now now do not want to trade. It is not officially something that they are, are going after. Um, there's also some reports that, you know, he thinks that the, the mental health or there's, there's belief that the mental health stuff is affected by the way the Sixers are handling the situation so maybe that'll change how they approach it who knows Sixers are saying we just want to get his mental health in a position where he's fit to play but at the end of the day BJ if all things get suited and figured out as we hope they will Ben Simmons is an all-star and he's right there and if if you bring back another all-star with Joel Embiid and with this team 
they are, and I said it to you last week, they are, to me, a title favorite, uh, or at least in the conversation as a title favorite with that kind of talent. So what what does that situation look like, and is this even really an update? Because obviously um, it's more rumor mill, if anything. Well, I think right now the rumor mill is way ahead of the rest of the story and the performance of what's going to happen if and when he returns. Mm-hmm. One, what kind of condition could he possibly be in at this time? It can't be game condition, that's for sure. It, it, it can't be. Two, let's get down to the, the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. There's a thing, Tate, called team chemistry. Yep. <laughs> now, I don't know what's true and what's not true. But I remember the following. As a young player, there was a veteran who pulled me aside one day. He said, listen, be mad at the coach. Be mad at whatever it is you're mad at. But leave that on the sideline. Because once you step into that arena, you have to find a way to be a pro. And right now, Tate, I don't know if that's possible there in Philadelphia moving forward. That all of those players, along with Ben Simmons and everything that's reported, that they can find a way to put all of that behind them once they step into the arena in between those lines and play and be professional at this moment. Maybe they can. I hope they can. But it doesn't appear to be a you know, let's say a situation where the guys are hanging out with one another Mm -hmm. after the game or before the game. I think we've gone too far. I think the inevitable is here, and no one seems to be budging right now, right? The the Sixers aren't budging. Yep. You know, Simmons and his team isn't budging, and right now we are at a standstill. And at some point we would hope that cooler heads would prevail, but right now that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. And, you know, as a teammate, I'm just trying to put myself as a teammate. Sometimes you have to, like, say the best thing is for people to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's what appears to be the case here. Because right now they can't get this resolved. And, you know, whether or not he wants to be there or he wants to stay or he wants to leave, whatever the case may be. You just try to get to a situation where it works for both parties. Yeah. And right now, they, they don't seem to be able to get to that happy median. And I think that's going to affect how they would play once they got on the court. Because what did those players have to do with it? Mm-hmm. Right? If you have something with, with management or the coaches, you know, keep it there. But that has nothing to do with us. So it's very unfortunate for basketball that he's not playing it. And... Even if he did come back and play, I'm not sure how that would really work because he's missed such a substantial amount of time with the team. You need time to build chemistry and all of those things, and I don't know if there's enough time moving forward. You like to say that things you know, can be water under, water under the bridge. I mean, that's obviously the old saying, but it feels right. like at this point – the bridge is flooded, right? I mean, it feels like yes. the, 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 like the, the water is over top. There is no bridge anymore. Uh, if anything, you're swimming. And, you know, on this show, we like to make waves when you swim. But Ben, it, it, you know, 
for all intents and purposes, like you said, I think it, it feels like it might be best for him to, to move on and swim upstream somewhere else. And hopefully the Sixers can get something back for that. But it, it's just a, a bit of a mess. Um, well, obviously, you know, it's, they're it's, doing much their best. Been, yeah, much has been said, Tate, about they can get something back. You know, being in that seat before, you know, I don't know how this looks, but I want to say this here. When you see a problem somewhere else, you're not running to, to take on someone else's problem. Mm -hmm. Because if they do it to you, do it to them, they may do that same thing to you. And it's not like you would be trading for a player and saying, we're welcoming him with open arms, knowing what the history is. How did you acquire this player? And take too many times I've been in these meetings with executives, NBA executives, and everyone's looking for the same thing, a disgruntled player. Mm. Everyone's looking for the same thing. So, you know, as much as we would like to move players, right, because it's fun to talk about trades, it's fun to talk about breaking stories, breaking news, as you say, that's the, that's the breaking news. Sources said... <laughs> such and such is interested in you know here you have to you have to be able to take on those problems that come from that other team and that other locker room as well and i don't see many teams that are equipped to deal and address the problems that come with that whether they're true or not they're going you're you're going to get rid of something that doesn't work for you so there's something here that's not perfect and you're going to acquire that person and their problems, what comes with that. And, you know, we keep talking about just trading players, but honestly, I don't see many teams that have, here's the catchword, that have the culture to take on those issues. Mm. Because I don't, I'm not sure, and, and, and what do I know, that let's say if you ask Ben Simmons right now, are you willing to start fresh and go to a team where it's a total rebuild. You got and, and you're not convinced he, he's going to buy in because we've seen if he's not bought in, then this could be the situation that you're in as a franchise. Okay. And I think yeah. you made a great point. What team is trying to save the Sixers from drowning? Right. Like what, what, what other what other team is willing to sign up and say, hey, we'll help you guys out uh, rather than let them flounder. We're going to help season. you. We're yeah. going to give you our disgruntled star player to help you win a championship and then rebuild over here. Yeah. That's basically there what you're many, asking. Yeah. 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 So as much as we keep taking this one perspective, mm -hmm. let's look at the entire picture. There aren't many GMs who are willing to be in the lottery next year knowing that they traded their best player away to help the Sixers win an NBA championship and they are sitting there in the lottery with a player who they don't know whether he wants to be there or not. Mm. Whether he's signed or not. And, and what type of environment do you have to take on those problems and those questions. Yeah, because you said you mentioned culture, and it's like when I start thinking about NBA franchises that quote unquote have a culture, you talk about maybe like obviously Miami Heat is a team that has a culture. The San Antonio Spurs with Popovich, right? They have a culture, but what? Even, but that culture is different than what it was obviously with Tim. It's like now, there's not many teams that you can point to and say they have a culture there that you can put Ben into, and he will 
adapt and fit and, you know, find his own path, right? I mean, th- it's not a right. one-to-one situation. And I'll believe these trade rumors when I hear this alongside that. The Philadelphia 76ers give permission to Team X to speak with Simmons and his camp. Then it's real. That's a, yeah. That's important because you have to know with absolute certainty, Tate, that he's bought in to the vision of being a franchise player. Of he, being he, a franchise player and yeah. what comes with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. cannot you cannot sign, you cannot trade for a player at this stage of the game. For him to say, no, I don't want to play there. Because it's colossal. I mean, that, that sets you back five years. It's, I mean, you're completely, it, it you, it, 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 it you're fired. You 20, if you're the GM and you make yeah, the trade yeah, and Ben's not so in, you're fired. when yeah. Daryl Morey, and the Sixers give permission for Team X to speak with him prior to the trade is when they will catch my attention because that's the only way I would have to do my homework to that degree before I would even consider making a trade. It it almost is like a a redraft process, right, with Ben Simmons, where, I mean, when he was coming up as a number one pick, all these teams wanted to meet with him. They wanted to see what he was really about. There's a lot of people talking about his mentality because of what we saw at LSU. And the Sixers, you know, they buy in and say, hey, look, the 6'10", 250 guy, we believe in him. Oh, for sure. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that situation, BJ, we, we could, you know, talk. I mean, everyone at this point, we're, we're all playing the speculation game. But like you said, the real game starts when the Sixers are, are willing to give team that that freeway to say, hey, Ben, how do, do you envision yourself with the Sacramento Kings? Right. I mean, can, can we agree that you're going to come here and do this, this and that? And then we can start talking about trading, you know, some of our star players we currently have. Whatever, to get you Ben. Here. Whatever Ben decides to do yeah. and his team, it's going to be a rebuild. It, Whatever it, he decides to do. So yeah, no, no matter the, where the, he goes, whether it's Oklahoma City, it, Sacramento, Cleveland, whatever it is, you know, San Antonio, he's going to a situation where he's the one guy and figure out the gonna, rest. It's going to be a rebuild. Yeah. Whatever he – because the – the basketball, the best basketball decision is for him to stay in Philly. Mm-hmm. That's the best basketball decision. Now, if he has another decision that he needs to make because of whatever that may be, which I don't know and I'm not pretending to know, wherever he de- whatever he decides to do and whatever he decides to do, it will be a rebuild. Hmm. And you and I both know how rebuilds go. You don't, Rome wasn't built in a day. Nope. So whatever he decides to do, I hope is well thought out because it's going to be a rebuild if he decides to leave Philadelphia. Mm. Mm. And (laughs) I think that's, that is like a, um, you know, what did the bone thugs say? I mean, this is the crossroads of his career, right? I mean, this is a decision. Once Ben makes that decision to, to go here or go there, that that will be a defining decision in his career and something that we point to, good or bad. Like, if he if he makes that decision to go be the franchise player and do a rebuild and, and he's a part of a major rebuild of a franchise and he's the face of it and it all goes great, you know, then that this will be something to look to. But if the Sixers... 
you know, and if he leaves the Sixers and they go on to be a title contender without him, that will also, you know what I mean? This is just going to be a talking point for his career, and it's obviously a big seminal moment for him. So, I mean, I have sympathy for him in the situation, right? I mean, I, I can only imagine what he's going through. I think you said it right. The basketball decision is easy, but it seems like the personal decision is not. So he, he he's like fighting the two. It's a professional versus a personal. Can I can I survive in this? Well, you know, am I willing to get back into this? Is it worth it? You know, all these types right. of things. So that's all swirling in his head. And uh, obviously, we're going to keep um, you know uh, updated with this story as we move forward. I want to talk about another story that goes back to your era, BJ. A very physical NBA. Uh, Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert, the bigs last mm. night, they get in a mm. scuffle. Uh, four players ejected. Um, Rudy Gobert said after the game, he, he said. I I don't like guys that, you know, want to talk and talk about it and act like they're about it when they won't do anything off the court um, in regards to uh, Miles Turner, which I've never heard a Frenchman talk like this, BJ, but I was like, he must be, he must be around American too much. You know I mean? We're, we're rubbing off on him, but uh, I, I like to see the big scuffle a little bit, but uh, you know, we got this back and forth and now we got a Jackson's and this is coming off the, the Morris Jokic situation. So we're, we're seeing a very physical NBA beckoning back to your time early in the season. Yeah, I happened to be watching that game last night, and I wouldn't call it a scuffle. It looked more like a hug out. <laughs> it looked like the ultimate hug. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. And and I get it. I, I, I get it. I, I, when I watch the Utah Jazz, and I give them credit, the Utah Jazz – you can tell just by watching the games that teams are are doing and have said you want to be physical with this team. Yes. Now, this isn't new. I'm not saying something new, and I'm not giving. But I'm not th- that, trying. That, to, I'm not trying to trash or no. Talk but that's down the knock. On the I mean, look at the playoffs. I mean, that's all. You that, can that's, tell. Yeah. When you're watching the games, that teams are trying to be physical with the Utah Jazz. And the yes. Utah Jazz have known this for a minimum of a couple of years now, going back to the bubble. You can tell. You can look at it. And I think the Jazz have finally said, we are tired of that narrative. Mm-hmm. We're fighting back. Okay. So, how can I tell? Well, Rudy... That doesn't seem like the Rudy that I know. Mm-hmm. As soon as they got in a scuffle, you saw Donovan Mitchell, you saw Joe Ingles, you saw the team respond in a way that they drew the line as a team in the sand. Mm-hmm. So without question, you know this has been talked about. Their coaching staff, Quinn Snyder, those guys – not only are coaching the game, they're watching the game, and the players are playing in the game, and players talk. Now, last year they had the best record in the league, and you can see here we go again. Yeah. Okay. Now, however they're going to address it, they seem like they've all bought in as a team because everyone on the Jazz roster that was on the floor – was was in it. They were in the scuffle. They were yeah. in it. And I and I respect that. Me too. I respect that. That that was my big takeaway. I was like, I like to see that the Jazz are showing some fight. I, They're also, I respect yeah. that. Because they know 
what I'm saying here right now. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. But they know that the other teams that, that, have that's said. That's the word if, on the street. Yeah. If you're going to beat the Jazz, you just have to be physical with them. Mm-hmm. So, moving right ahead, there was a little scuffle. They did a little pushing. They did a little this. And then you move on. It's really no big deal. Yeah. I, I really like it seemed like every night when I played, there was something going on, a scuffle, and that was just part of the game. So I don't even, you know, all right. The Jokic team, <laughs> like, that didn't even, like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but you, you, we, we learned something from it that had nothing to do with really anything other than, like, Jokic needs someone to, to stand up for him, you know, or someone on that team to be that enforcer guy, right? He needs that. The MVP needs someone well, to be Jokic that enforcer. Well, Jokic just said, I'm not that guy. Like, yeah. I don't know who you're going to hit on the team, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he said. <laughs> you know? He was like, okay. Yeah, you can send that I don't know else. who you're going to hit. Yeah. I don't know... Who are you going to take a hard foul on, but it's not going to be me? Yeah. Okay? Now. Message delivered. Everyone I spoke to in the league, let's, everyone was like, I respect that. Me too. Every, every player I spoke with that's currently in the league, the former players, I'm not going to say by name, all called, they were like, hey, he's my favorite player now. Yeah. So Jokic, now everyone is giving him – Praising him. All yeah. of us old guys were like, yay for him. Okay. <laughs> now he's really okay. the MVP. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. Of course. Okay. You don't want to see anyone get hurt. But that's the, that's the nature of the game. It's a physical game. And things happen out there. So I, I just don't even – I don't even flinch anymore. Like I, I see you guys yeah. – play whatever okay it's over everyone comes out security comes out and then you move on and you play yeah yeah all right bj one last story i wanted to get your thoughts on because i i am watching the bucks uh just to give you the update i'm i'm I got my eye on the bucks you know i'm always keeping up with what they got going on right. uh, i Giannis is as my full attention i'm checking the stats. how about line. grayson allen are you going to give some grayson <laughs> allen news here man i can't believe th- that's how i know that the bucks need some help the grayson allen's like they're they're most sure-fired shooter right now that they have their second-hand guy they need chris middleton to come back but against the knicks on wednesday night bj this is not even about the bucks I witnessed something that from Tom Thibodeau that I just wanted to point out and I really loved. He benched his starters in the second half. He benched his starters, and he went with the second Ooh. unit with Derrick Rose, Burks, Quickly, Gibson, and Top, Toppin, Obi Toppin. And one, I want to give Obi Toppin a lot of credit because th- that guy came into this league. A lot of people were saying he should have been picked where he got picked, and he has worked really, really hard and developed his game. So first and foremost, give him his shot. But this Knicks second unit, BJ, I mean, they didn't win the game. The Bucks pull out a win. Giannis, you know, makes it happen in MSG. But they were a whole lot of fun. And our guy, Derek Rose, 22 points, 7 assists, 6 of 8 from the three-point line. Um, and it was a great second half. And it was also, it felt like I was watching a college game or something with the, the starters getting bitched in the second unit, you know, coming in and making some noise. But um, what did you see in that game? And did you enjoy it as much as I did? Because it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, you know, we are Nick fans here. Yes. On the show. Tom Thibodeau <laughs> is, a, is a friend of the show. Derrick Rose is a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. But New York is a different beast. Yes. And let's break this down. What do I need? What do I mean by that? Playing in New York is different than any other place in the country. Okay. Including L.A. 
Mm-hmm. This is New York City. Yes. I don't have the stats in front of me, but they have a losing record as we speak at home. Mm-hmm. Seven and five overall, but yeah, losing record at home. Losing record at home. And that's a concern because if you're going to be a good team, you have to be able to defend your home court. But what is it about playing at home that's different in New York than playing in, say, Cleveland? It's the expectations of what comes with playing in New York City. Yes. And all the other teams love to play in New York. I loved when I played. I loved to play in the Garden. And every player that goes to the Garden is like, this is my game to go off because I'm in the Garden. i got to pay homage to the Garden. Okay. Yeah. So you you already have the the pressure of probably taking on the other team's best shot because they love playing in, in the Garden. Yep. And then you have the hype of playing in New York City because when they do win, it's like they win. They like they've won the championship, right? Spike's going crazy. You know, Chris Rock is over there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insanity. This is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem because I've seen this movie too many times. Okay, I've seen this movie in my era. I've seen this movie in the previous era before that with Hubie Brown and Bernard King, who was a star player there. I've seen this movie with Patrick Ewing when he was a star there. I've seen this movie before. Julius Randle is the current star of the team. Yes. It's a love. They are in the honeymoon stage right now with this New York Knicks team. No one anticipated that they would finish to how they finished the season with the fourth. Four they, seed. they had the fourth seed last year. They were winning. Julius Randle is this all-star star. Yep. And RJ Baird and everyone just fell in love with the team. They are the darlings of New York sports right now. Yep. With that comes expectations. And here we go, Tate. They can win on the road. So right now, tonight, they play in Charlotte. They'll probably win that game. Yeah. But then when they go home, they can't win those games against teams they probably should beat. Mm -hmm. Okay, Milwaukee, okay, you can say they're the defending champions. But there's some other games, Cleveland, Orlando. Yep. Just to name a few that they've lost at home that they should probably win. Because normally mm-hmm. you are a better home team than you are on the road. Mm-hmm. So right now, what they are facing, Tate, and I'm going to say it, the bright lights. And, 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 I, and, I'll, and I'll say this, and the bright and, lights and, are shining bright, and the, you know that's when the stars have to come out. Now, the, the, that, when the lights shine the brightest is when the stars come out. So when I see a coach, when I see a coach do the following, don't play his starters with one of those starters being an all-star. And the team responds the way the team responded. That lets me know, okay, something is going on here. I don't know what's going on, but something is going on. Mm-hmm. So let's watch this closely. Tonight I will be tuned in to this game because I want to see how this team is going to respond. Because... Not only did he take his starters out, Tate, they came back. 
No, they. I mean, they. And they were. They were they, a totally they different were right team. There. And, yeah. and give Milwaukee credit because Milwaukee made twenty six threes. I mean, if they don't make twenty six threes, they need every one of those threes to win that game. Absolutely. So the team has spoken. I love it when the team talks because everyone loves to talk to the star player, but I love talking to the teams. The mm-hmm. team has said we can win. We are. We have depth. And I think this kid, Obi Toppin, is a star. I do, too. That's, what I, that's why I want to give him his credit. Tate, I think Obi Toppin is a star. Mm-hmm. And when I say a star, he is a fringe all-star player. Yeah. Okay? Very similar to the guy who is the all-star on their team, to be quite honest. I, I, yeah. I'm just going to say I think the guy's a star. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin playing... 30-plus minutes a game will get you anywhere from 15 to 20 without a play being called. He's athletic. He plays hard. He looks like he's going to at some point be a decent to good three-point shooter. Yep. He's athletic. He can play above the rim. Nice length. Blah, 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 blah. So I like what I see, Tate. I think this has an opportunity. I think he has a chance to be a really, really good player, if not an all-star in this league. And – I think the lights are bright there. And, and, when the, and when the lights are bright, you got to figure out how to do the following. Okay? I know a little something about the bright lights. I was never a star player, but I understand the responsibility of a star player. And the responsibility is this. When you're a star player, you got, you got two choices. You're either going to get your numbers or you're going to figure out how to play with that team to win games. Your choice. Mm-hmm. Tate, either you gonna get your numbers because that that's CY that's a CYA move. You get your twenty eight and law and, and lose, and they can say, "Hey, well, Not Tate needs fault. help." Yeah, Tate needs help. Mm-hmm. Or you can figure out how to integrate your talent into the team and get your twenty six and a win. But it's your choice yeah. because you getting all the touches and you getting all of the. You getting all of the, the, the play calls. See, I understood how to play in this league because I understood that star players have to be stars. That's why I was a role player. But role players have to play their role players like a star. Mm. Now, I'm going to help you get your average. But what you going to do after you get your average? You going to pass me the ball or you going to keep trying to get more points? Mm-hmm. Now, and it's a, and it's the, an unspoken thing, right? It's not like it's the, the a, star player. The star player doesn't star come over and say, "I'm has mine. To, Yeah, the star just, player has to. I'm getting all the plays. Yeah, I, I I play with some star players. You getting all the plays? Every play is called for you. The only way I get a play is if you get a double team. Yeah, make me a plate. Like I'm at the table. Let me. Okay. Eat. So now the the team has spoken for the New York Knicks. The team has spoken. Because the the guy, the only guy on the team, in my opinion, and I know he's a friend of the show and everything, but the only guy that I think has turned up to the bright lights during this entire Tibbs period is Derek. I mean, Derek is the when the brights when when the lights are bright. Derek had twenty seven and they won their one playoff game. Right in this game, this Milwaukee game, the second unit comes in. Derek, the lights are bright. Derek turns it up because Derek is an MVP. Derek knows what it means to be that it's, guy. It's hard to play with those lights. This it is. is. The, 
This is the problem with today is that we force people into positions they're not comfortable being. This guy's a star. It's this a guy's good luck. Star. Yeah. This guy averages 25 points. He must be this. The, no. Now they are at their moment of truth as a group, as a team. Yeah. And their best player and players have to make this choice. Either I'm going to get my numbers or I'm going to figure out how to integrate my talent with the team. Mm. Because there are only so many players who can get their numbers and think that way and still win. Kevin Durant can do that. Mm -hmm. LeBron James can do that. Giannis can do that. You know, I want to say this about that game, that New York game, since we're talking about it. They held Giannis to 15 points. Can Mm -hmm. I say that again, Tate? They held Giannis to 15 points and lost. So without question, the Knicks had a game plan to win the game. Mm -hmm. If you told me before that game started that Giannis was only going to score 15 points and we were going to lose, I would have asked, man, what you want? (laughs) And only got up 15 shots. I mean, that's the other thing. This is what I'm saying, Tate. So, Tate, I've seen this movie too many times. Hopefully, for our good friends there, it turns out positive. But it's real simple. This is a real simple equation. Mm-hmm. It's well, real simple. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I obviously watched that game, and there was something that I saw there, and the the move that was made right by Tibbs by playing the second unit. I'm in my mind as the as the fan, as the viewer, you know, watching this game. You know, there, there's some. You know, you say to yourself, there's something a little bit off there. So I'm glad I could talk to you and we could kind of decipher, like, there's a decision that's being made. It's like, who do we want to be? And, and who are we when, well, we when we have our star? And how does our star help lead us to wins? Well, you, you, you have to, you, 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 again, clearly you had a good game plan. You held Giannis to 15 points. Yes. Okay. So the, the, and that's what the team was saying, right? By the, the team responding so the that team way, they're saying spoken. we can win this game. Yes. Game. You held their star player to 15 points. You got a good game plan. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we played against Giannis and, he's, and he was going to play score only 15 points a night in the playoff series, I'm feeling really good about us winning this series. Absolutely. And, and okay? this is going to be historic if we hold him to 15 points. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Okay? We saw what happens when you build a wall around Giannis like Miami did a couple years back. Mm-hmm. If you can contain him, you should be able to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, give them credit. They make 26 threes. I mean, they shot the leather off the ball. I mean, after the end of the game, there was no more Wilson on the side of the ball. They just Pat shot Pat Connaughton them. was great in that game. Pat yeah. Connaughton. Grayson our, Allen. Our, our Grayson Allen. <laughs> our good you know, uh, uh, you know, Bobby Porters. They all shot. I mean, yeah. give Giannis credit for doing both. He made the decision. He said, I'm not going to get my numbers tonight. I'm going to integrate my talent with the team because he was passing that ball around. Yeah. Like he looked like magic. <laughs> Every time he had Pat Connaughton in the corner, boop. He had yep. Grayson Allen in the corner, boop. He was just dropping dimes. So clearly he understood what I was saying. He didn't try to get more than 15 points. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I'm going to do what the basketball guys are telling me to do, which is they're double teaming me, triple teaming me. I'm going to find my shooters. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. So hopefully this is a teachable moment. 
The Knicks have a team that have depth. Depth is absolutely necessary to win in today's game. Yes. You need talent and you need depth. And well, they, they might, have talent. They, they might have the best second unit in the NBA. I mean, when you think about the talent so, of the second unit. So now the team has to make the decision to do what's necessary to win the game because they had a good game plan. So now this is just an individual decision of saying, hey, man, I can't worry about getting my numbers. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm guessing. I don't know, but this is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Because I mean, and Kimba they, Walker has two points in this game. Evan Fournier has two points. Has I mean, two points in the, the, these are the guys that I mean. These no are the one else scored in double figures, and no one else scored in double figures on the starting unit other than Julius Randle, who had sixteen. Yeah, on on fifteen shots. Okay, so let's watch the game. Let's watch the game. By the way, speaking of Charlotte, did you see John Morant? Whew. Top five point guard. He said it himself to start the season. You said on this show he's the best point guard in basketball, and he's living up to it. I mean, he's he is one of. I mean, he's he. I know I keep talking about Derek, but I mean, he gives me Derek flashbacks at times where it's just uh, you're missing something if you don't watch him play the game. And it's the little things. It's not just the big hammer dunks and all this sort of stuff. I mean, the guy he's he's a star, bona fide. He's he's special. Please, whatever we do here. Can we stuff the ballot for him for All Star? Yes, he's. I think he should be in the MVP conversation. Can we stuff the ballot for him for All Star? Can, can we also cut this conversation about him being most improved? I, I, I think that's he's in the MVP conversation. Well, I want to say this. I want to say this. Tate, I watched you play last night in the Miami Heat uniform. I watched you play last night. Mm. The kid Tyler Hero or Tate Hero, as I call him, <laughs> Tate. You know what? He should be in the conversation for six man of the year. And yeah, most he's improved. He, he's, he, I think he, most improved is where he should be. He, I agree. He, he, hey, Tate, you look pretty good last night playing <laughs> out there for the, for, the, for the Heat. You look pretty good. I, I watched the game last night. I got to give that kid credit. You know what I liked I, about you know what I liked about Tyler Hero uh, when he was in L.A. in Staples Center? He was talking it. And he was backing it up. I mean, he was he was talking before the plays were happening to the Lakers bench, then hitting the shot, and then running back on defense. And, you know, Jimmy Butler goes out in that game with an ankle injury. They needed someone to step up with the scoring, and, and he answered the bell. I, I got to give, him, I gotta give yeah. him credit. I'm going to give him credit. I thought maybe he had a hot start. So I said, let me watch him here. He's been out in L.A. <laughs> for a couple games. Let me just watch. Yeah. Okay. He has my attention. Yeah. You know what? Tate. You for real? I see what you was doing over the summer. Yeah, you got my attention now. You yeah, got my I, li- attention. I like that he's been putting in the work, which I appreciate. I, I don't like when people are saying I'm this and I'm that, and they don't have the game to back it up. And I appreciate the hero. Another guy that I also want to give credit, Kyle Kuzma. He did kind of the same thing. Kuzma gets traded. Yeah, he said he was putting in that work, and uh, he hit a game winner the other night. Montrez Harrell, another guy on that list. They put in that work, and then now they got another opportunity. The Wizards are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference right now. So Can you say that again? That doesn't even sound right. I know the Wizards. It's the number one team in the Eastern Conference. How about this? We got to give a shout out to Tommy Shepard, the GM over there. Tommy yeah. Shepard trades John Wall yep. for Russell Westbrook, turns Russell Westbrook into Kuzma, Montrez Hill, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, and then picks up Spencer Dinwiddie, and they are number one now. So let's give him credit. You know, we, we, we always talk about what's going on in the league. But that's a that, that's a hell of a move. 
Those yeah. are some hell of a moves. And right? you convinced the guy Bradley Beal, who is on the top of the disgruntled stars that you know everyone was saying he wants to go somewhere else. You convinced him to come back and buy into Washington. Now they're five and one at home. That says something about what this team is. And if you've watched them play, they got a lot of star. You know, maybe not all stars, right? But they got a lot of star guys that well, can they have, get you they yours. Have, yeah. Again, depth. That's, yes, that's key to today's game. You know, I, I, I just got to keep saying it because it's true. You have to be available to your team. Mm. And these guys have enough depth to play. Montrez, Bradley Beal, Kuzma, Spencer, KCP, you know, uh, Rui is still over there. They have a really nice group of players. They may not have the elite star star player, right, mm. with Bradley Beal leading the charge, obviously. But they have a really good team. Yeah. And there's a reason that they keep winning because they have really good players. So, you know, but I want to make sure here that we recognize Tommy Shepard. Great job by him and his staff. And um, Unsell is the coach over there, right? He's, yeah, Wes Unsell Jr. Yeah. Wes Unsell Jr., right? So give him credit. And uh, hopefully those guys can continue to play that way for the rest of the rest of the season. And Rui Hachimura is not playing. So, like, when Rui comes back healthy, right. you get an all-star caliber player that comes back into the fold. Absolutely. Montrez Harrell is also in that six-man-of-the-year race. He had 22-11 last night off the bench as their Well, I'm giving man. it to Melo right now. I'm just giving it to Melo for <laughs> sentimental reasons. I'm just – I'm stating that on the record. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, uh, BJ, I like that. We, we, got, we got everything covered. And we're talking about the Wizards. We got a – it's a wide-ranging NBA season, so that's always good. Is there anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, there is one – they're one a little gripe. Okay. Can my Lions get a – can we just get one win for the season? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. For. I'm not even asking for two wins. Can we just get one win for the season? Yeah, you guys you guys can't go defeated again. That that would be – that would just be too much. And Dan Campbell seems like a lovely guy. I, I, I feel like the Steelers are a team that could slip up against them. I don't want to – I'm going to knock on wood as I say that. But the Steelers are the type of team that maybe they overlook this game, BJ. I know Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's my favorite coach in football. I know he's going to do his best to get his guys ready. But I could see them maybe, you know, getting ahead of this game and the Lions are able to sneak one in. They got Steelers this week. They got Browns next week. Um, a divisional game, so maybe they can, you know, get one against the Browns. But uh, yeah, Bears the next week. Uh, that's Thanksgiving. Maybe they win on Thanksgiving Day, BJ. That could be a nice Thank, gift. Well, well, Thanksgiving. That's the one I'm shooting for. We okay. always win on Thanksgiving. Okay, there you go. Bears Lions, November 25th, Thanksgiving Day. That is the game we're looking forward to. So that that's a good gripe. Let's pull for the Lions. I'm I'm sending good vibes. I like Jared Goff. He was always very nice to me. Um, so I you know I feel for him there in Detroit. I hope he figures it out and gets a win. So they got to win one game. You're right. We got to get one. Got to get. Well, I appreciate one. it, my friend. I'm excited. When are we getting back on again? I, I'm I'm excited. I just need to keep doing this. I I, I just want to be a. The, I want to do. Is there some type of world record? Can we do a 24 hour just live yeah, basketball let's just, feed? Let's just stay live and just talk about all the NBA game. Maybe, maybe we do that once we uh once the Sixers get back healthy. You know what I mean? I I'm interested to see what the East looks like when everyone's healthy and everyone's plugged back in. You know what I mean? Good luck so, with everyone being back healthy. Good I know. Luck with that. I this know. Is this, the, this, is, this is the NBA. I know. No one's no one's healthy. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday. This has been pushing through. BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Winning water, my friend. We got to make waves. We will see you next Tuesday. Push it.